What has Maze been hunting for months? Who is Remiel? And why is this world full of dumbass rules? Like no drugs for breakfast and put some clothes on. Fifty Shades of Betray Me on this week's episode. Um, oh dear, I wore my orgy pants to work, haven't I? It's time to Bacon Drake as we are talking Netflix's Lucifer, Season 4, Episode 6, the aptly titled Orgy Pants to Work, the After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I saw that Steven had some assless chaps on. I do. Roxy? Uh, apparently I walked in here after him because I didn't know. Wow. So you got, we're all just wearing the same thing. Just yeah. assless chaps. It's embarrassing. We're party yeah. from the waist down. It's a little weird. It's a little awkward, but because uh, I hate wearing the same thing as everyone else. Yeah. We're, we're a little bit hedonistic today. It is. We That's should all have sent we should that group be. text first. Like, this is what I've got on. What about you guys? Exactly. Just to make sure. You know, I'm going to say that I'm very used to panel sending pictures of assless chaps to each other. All right. And if you're wondering who that is, that is the one and only Stephen Lemieux, the I'm refer- assless chaps god. I'm referencing every week on the Gifted After Show at Tehran when we just showed each other our asses all the time. All the time. All Actually, the time. It was one of our favorite things this to do. It got weird. <laughs> Did it? Did it get weird? weird? But I can't imagine how because you are the queen of weird. We have Roxy Stryer in the building. Wow, I do feel like I just got demoted. From queen of brains? To queen of weird. Actually, why would you ever want to be normal? I don't know, but I just finally realized that this note in my phone that I have all of my notes on the Lucifer episodes because I like to be studious. I like to take my notes. It's just titled Orgy, which if somebody else got my phone right now... Not the best look to have my top note be orgy. Oh, like a list what? of all the people that I'd invite or what is in that. This is the City of Angels, Los Angeles, and I'm sure you're not the only person with an orgy headline for notes that you've taken in your phone. No, that's sad. That's real. That's so it's real. real. Uh, and what's more real than me? I am Tehran. If you don't know, I will be hosting this panel as we're talking all things Lucifer. Season 4, Episode 6, Orgy Pants to Work. Today's breakdown will include the case itself, of course, and then we'll get to the heart of the case, what the case really means to the show. Happiness. Chloe isn't happy. Lucifer is kind of faking happy. And Eve knows what happy looks like, and this ain't it. The apologies. Eve's pep talks, both of them. Uh, even Maze's night out. Dr. Linda's forced therapy appointment. Uh, Lamaze class, or should I call it Lamaze class? Maze's mommy issues. Remiel enters the world. Amanadiel tells Remy the truth. Lucifer becomes the devil again. News and gossip special segment Circles of Hell. And some quick predictions and much more. Let's begin with overall thoughts on this episode six. Holy crap. Like, that's our topic list because they pack so much into these episodes now. I have so many notes for this episode. It's literally five pages. I thought it was amazing. Wow. Uh, I don't have five pages of notes, but I also loved this episode. You just liked I, it was named, titled it Orgy. 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 I like seeing multiple different butts. Is that what yeah, it is? And we did. We saw all the butts. Yeah. I thought that this one was fun, too, though, because a lot of the first few episodes have been so dark and twisted, and I've loved that, but I was ready for a little a little light, and while this had a lot of dark, edgy stuff as well, I thought it was really funny. And so I was waiting for a big Lucifer episode like that, and I was really happy to have it come finally. I enjoyed this episode because it meant there is a continuing story arc. There Mm -hmm. is something, a thread, a common thread. This, we have not seen the end of this. There's much more to this story. And while I was expecting that of Father Kenley, Father Kenley hasn't been back. And and to me, this is the new storyline to see where this goes. And hopefully they will all tie together. 
Yeah, and knowing these writers, they will. And it seems like it will. And it also kind of seems that this one is the one that broke my theory. Really? Well, yeah, it wasn't the first person we met. I know. The artist never came back. I even wrote it in my notes. I'm like, the artist, is she going to be the first person who we see? Is she going to be the murderer? It wasn't the artist, though. The artist wasn't the first person they talked to. They spoke to Miss Bassick first, the also very boring accountant (laughs) manager. And... Yeah, it turned out to be white privilege incarnate. I, <laughs> I can't. I love characters that are hypocrites in this kind of way. So when she's talking about the most boring person, and she is like, he is just so monotone. It's so and, good. Oh, I, that's one of so my good. one of my favorite things you can do when you write a character is make them exactly what they hate because it happens in life so often. I that one I don't think we've done it on the show yet and it hit for me. Fun it was fun to watch these characters and the characters that we were focused on this one was the case. The case was John Doe, who we figured out was Gary Van Blunt very quickly, the best auditor in this firm. Uh his cause of death, COD, died on impact after being pushed out of the window, but also uh had had other contusions, so we needed to figure out what happened. We weren't sure, find out that the killer is Julian McCaffrey, who actually plays a much larger role than the average case in this situation. Did you guys realize that the second that we were introduced to Julian, did you think that this was going to be a different format than we've seen on the show so far? Not really. I I mean, I knew at that point that it was going to be not the first person we met that killed him, because I think like at that point you knew, but I didn't expect it to go as dark as it did with what he was actually doing. You know, and then I feel like there has to be ramifications for what Lucifer did at the end of the episode, like, he killed the guy. So... Spoiler alert. I mean, we're talking about the episode. But yeah, he's like, the devil. He stomps the guy to death at the end of the episode. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, that can't... There has to be things that continue over the next episode, which is the first time, like, really where a case of the week, what it was introduced as, turns into something that's more of a storyline. Actually, when he pushed uh, when he pushed him out, when he pushed Julian out of the window, I thought that they were going to be high up and that it was going to be a yeah, fall. Like that a it was going to be a retribution, a st- some type of statue. And I actually imagined, envisioned an angel statue and uh, Julian being impaled on its wings. But it, they were on the ground floor and he just kind of rolled. <laughs> and then Lucifer did something even a little more gruesome, which is stomp him to death, like step on his neck, it seemed like. What's weird to me is Eve in these scenes, right? Because we know that there's the prophecy of when Lucifer meets his first love, evil will descend. But what's weird to me is that Eve is human. She's the first human. Is she so jaded with her own race that she's, like, totally okay with seeing gruesome, gruesome violence? Well, she hasn't seen anything. But when she was on this earth, she was one of three. So I I don't think it's about being jaded everything's new everything's fresh and yes she's been watching from heaven kind of but she's also been doing other things there i think that she's seen both the best and worst of humanity from above and now she just kind of wants to try her her hand at both things it's not like when she was here it was bad to murder somebody and she knew that that was what you shouldn't do and what you shouldn't do will send you somewhere else I don't think that's the pieces she's putting together right now. Okay. Well, when she was, when Eve was alive, it was bad to murder someone. However, she's not murdering them in the murder yeah. of humanity. She is murdering them with the devil in accordance with the punishment of heaven and hell. So she's justified in her righteous belief of punishment within, w- with accordance to the celestial rules that are laid out. The problem is 
they're in Los Angeles. We we kind of have this thing going on on Earth. It's doing pretty well for us. It's called the justice system. Well, doing well for most of us. Well, it's not even that. It's just like the celestial law and isn't supposed to affect the Earth. So it's like the devil gets them after they're dead. That's what yeah. I kind of think. So when he's enacting punishment while they're not in hell, that that has to not be right with the universe in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Yeah, I agree, and, and I feel you, Tehran, on that. It, I, I guess I misspoke. It's not that it wasn't bad. It's that it was different. It's not the same. It, it, we're talking so many years prior in completely different circumstances, and also uh, very relatable when you're in love with somebody does it really matter what they're doing sometimes? When you just watch what they're doing, you want to bring out their true nature. I think that's what she's trying to do here. And she knows what his true nature is because she knows him and she knew him from before. So I just don't think she's sitting there thinking, this is bad and I shouldn't help with, I shouldn't encourage this. I think she's just thinking she's helping him and therefore helping herself. I think it brings up an interesting conversation of what is true nature versus the time when you meet somebody, right? Because, like, he had a long past before he even met Eve. What was he like in that? Was As he... an angel you're talking about? I mean, just in general. I mean, we don't know the timeline of, like, okay, he was an angel, then he was sent down to heaven by God, then Adam and Eve came along, or if it was well, like... It, it was after... So Satan is created because of his disdain for man. So his fall from from grace specifically was supposed to deal with the fact that uh, man on earth was given free choice and that as an angel, angels are not. And that was the the conflict. Like, how, how do you love man more than angel? So that like, was supposed to be the in, story. In, in the, biblical, in yeah. biblical sense. Which I get what you're saying, though, Stephen, because they've taken plenty of liberties on this show, changing what we've all known and read and heard and believe or or don't believe. But on this show, they mess with characters sometimes they use things and that's their creative liberty they're allowed to do that but i don't know in this version the exact timeline and specifics so going but going off of that either way like if whatever the reason was lucifer decided to bait her bait eve into eating the evil apple that's more banana shaped uh you know penis oh that's what it was oh what (laughs) is that i thought hmm um, I was almost going to just lose it on you guys. <laughs> it's basically the it's the equivalent, right, of let's say you meet somebody after you just got out of a really terrible relationship. And then you date them for a bit as the rebound. And then 50 years later, you guys reconnect and they think your true nature is the person you were when you dated them out of a rebound. Like, just because... He dated her and he was evil at the time when he did. Doesn't mean that's his true nature. It just means that's her impression of his true nature. Totally. And I think that that's something that he's really struggling with. And that's the difference between how we're seeing how Chloe's dealing with him all season and how Eve's dealing with him all season. Because Chloe believes his true nature is good and Eve clearly doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Eve wants him to be the devil. Let's talk about Chloe isn't happy is not happy with... We, we get scenes of this. <laughs> Lucifer is describing his orgy life because we do open up to a, a fantastic orgy. Which and she is, said she's okay with it. Is he doing that to make her jealous? Or is he doing that because he's really that far gone that he doesn't understand people don't want to hear that if they have previously had a crush on you? Well, the first episode of this episode was called Everything's Okay. And it was her saying it's fine and him taking that 
to the extreme, and it's just the same way in terms of, hey, uh, yeah, it's okay if you want to talk to me about your personal life, but he's never really had a personal life. But that doesn't answer my question. Is he doing this because he thinks that he it's okay, I, or yeah, is he think, doing this to rub it in her face? I think he has no idea that it's actually upsetting her. Okay. He does seem to have... Okay, so if we broke down Lucifer and removed the the Satan aspect of him, that angel demon aspect, you would at the very least say that he's on the spectrum when it comes to personality. He's not well, he aware doesn't have a high EQ. Of, yeah. of a lot of things. His emotional quotient is very low. He doesn't, he's not very aware of how he's making people feel at times. And he is often shocked by, Oh, I didn't realize that would make you feel uncomfortable or, uh, or hurt right, or sad. Or anything. I didn't know you would have a reaction exactly. to that. Why do you have a reaction? So, if nothing else. And so, I believe that Lucifer is very unaware of his effect on Chloe because he tends to also be selfish, which is his true nature, uh, and only thinks of things at, in accordance of him, to himself. He's gotten much better over the years. However, he's still... But also, he got his closure, but that doesn't mean that she got hers. Clearly, she did it. And he doesn't think about it in terms of that. He thinks whatever closure is, and he got whatever he needed to be able to be like, okay, Eve, you're my girlfriend now, but that doesn't mean that Chloe's going to be, you know, coming relatively unscathed out of their partnership that turned romantic. The other thing on top of rubbing it in her face that he is having all of these orgies, uh, the other scene with them that I really loved was the gift exchange scene when when he gives her the wrong gift uh because it was just so ludicrous and we can talk about the other side of that as well but the doll and then him not just saying oh oops this is why i do think he knows what he's doing a little bit he didn't say oh oops i meant to give that to eve he tries to backtrack because he knows he's in the doghouse if he just says uh this was for eve so he tries to say no, this was for you and Dan. To, for the precinct. Right. We're all going to share it. It actually made me think of something. Lucifer does not lie, and yet here is a little white lie. Yeah. A little bit. And this is how I know his EQ is growing, at least, that he is able to sense how Chloe is feeling, interpret it, and try to keep her from feeling pain. He's not great at it, but he is trying. And uh, we also got my favorite line of this entire series so far. In this scene, it was not from either Lucifer or Chloe, however, it was from, uh, sorry, it was not from Dan or Chloe, it was from Lucifer when he says, have you ever been to a sex party, Daniel? We don't pass notes to each other. <laughs> I I don't know why that hit me so funny. Maybe it was his, Tom's delivery or what, but it's just like you, me picturing Dan's idea of a sex party. Like, Do you think he's saying, like, oh meet you at this place sex party go what oh so good it's, it's so like good. A, it's like they have those silent discos it's like a silent orgy yeah <laughs> everyone's wearing headphones and passing notes i felt like an idiot in this copier scene episode because i'm like oh no that just means that chloe's gonna get her copy <laughs> then it goes to the sex you thought that he was sending eve a, a printer I was dumb. You're I was such really a good dumb. person, Steve. I'm glad that you admitted that out loud, though, so we can make fun of you forever. Forever. That's I was just so like, sweet. oh man, they both got copiers. I, I, was like, I cool. on the other hand, as the POS that I am, was like, no. Like, I felt that situation. Yeah. I felt that in my core. Like, you oh, felt bad no. for Lucifer there. I felt bad for Lucifer. I was like, no. Oh. No. I, I don't, I don't want to. Now it's that, such a player situation, though. It's, it is. it's great the different, the different take they've taken on a very common, like, utilization of that play in writing 
Because usually it's like the guy sends it and the wife finds out because he sent, oh, the wrong card to the wife and the wrong thing to the girlfriend. But this is like so different. This is a copy machine, which, by the way, was very clever. Mm -hmm. That was very clever. That was so cute. It was kind of cute. How many times? Ever, ever, ever. ever. And and how many times can I make? Okay, and then you find out why. But when you see Taylor Swift actually did that with her ex. That's how (laughs) she wrote the song. We're never, ever, 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 ever. Getting back together. Yeah. I thought that this was, because you've asked Tehran a couple of times on this show so far, do we think that he and Eve are right together? And I thought that this was a perfect example of how him and Chloe are better together because think about the gift that he got her versus what he got Eve. In his mindset there, you know, Eve, yes, the sex is fire. It seems like they are super connected that way, and that is important. But to get her a sex doll is such a different kind of gift than the kind of thought it would take someone like Lucifer to put into getting a printer and having it set up so that it's printing out this, I'll never let this happen again. It's just, it's making him into a more well-rounded person. And I think that the show is trying to show us while Eve might care a lot about him, might love him more than anything, it might not be the love that he I don't makes. know if Eve actually loves Lucifer either. Wow, I, I do think I so. I think Eve loves who she thinks Lucifer is. I think it's a relapse. I'm sorry, happens. I don't want to cut you off. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. But you did. I feel like it, it, it's kind of like a relapse. Like, he's he doesn't like the person that he was when he was in hell and when he was throwing these sex orgies and things like that. Just as somebody who's like... Speaking from my friend's experience, like addicted to narcotics, like they don't like the person they become where they're on the narcotics, but it's still fun in the time. They still do it because and they enjoy doing it. Interesting. And then they, you know, they're clean, but they still have that constant like biting need to do that. And if it ever is put in front of them, they might do it again. It's the same kind of concept. Like now he's kind of dove back into his old self a bit. Like, maybe he's getting some of that thrill that he used to get from when he did in the past, and he's becoming a little bit back on the wagon. Well, okay. In reference to Chloe, as Roxy was pointing out, Chloe comes out and specifically tells Lucifer that she does not like hearing these stories, she does not like how it's feeling, and she is not happy with him. He happens to be he, asleep. He's not there for that conversation. Which, by the way, fetch me the goat. <laughs> just, that, <laughs> oh my god! That was the line what do you of think the he show was to thinking me. Of? Oh, this was definitely some biblical yeah. reference to a sacrifice of some sort. Yeah. Oh, and or a goat sex orgy scene. Yeah. You know, the party doesn't start until the goat sacrificed. That's how it works. Both. Okay. Don't. However, she does blatantly say she's not happy, and and I'm starting to agree with Stephen on the concept of. Th- of reverting to the old Lucifer is like a drug. It's the comfort zone. It's the easy thing to be. He, he, for whatever reason, feels a loss with Chloe. And one of the reasons he could have not admitted to the sex doll being sent to the wrong person is because Lucifer might feel something he's never felt before, embarrassed and ashamed. Yeah. yeah, I do think he feels both those things, which is why when Eve is accusing him of pretending to be something uh, that he's not... I feel like that is true. He is pretending to be something he's not. And what he's pretending to be is that old person. She means it the other way. She means he's putting on this good face with the detective and he's trying to be this stand-up citizen who's going through the law. But really the truth is he's pretending to be the devilish part of him. And so when he makes mistakes like that sex doll mistake, 
he's embarrassed or when he loses his uh, cool and he kicks the living crap out of somebody or kills somebody or does any of these things that we see coming, he is ashamed of himself and that's the person that he's pretending to be still and he's not that person anymore. So Eve is right. She's just not fully there. I disagree. I think they're both right. I think Chloe's right, and I think Eve is also right. Where did I say Chloe wasn't right? Well, you didn't, but I'm just stating. But like, He just wanted to disagree with you, and I'm need, on board. I need to disagree with Roxy. No. I do feel like we said the same thing. Uh, no, but I I feel okay. like he he is that person, though. He is that hedonistic person. He is the devil, and he has to learn. I think what this season is about is him learning to accept that he can be both, but he just should be striving to be something better. Because Can, can he be both? I think so. You can't eliminate your past. You always have to take it with you and live with it. But you should always be striving to be something better. Uh, I'll use the quote from our creator, uh, Kevin Undergaro here, who says, getting better isn't comfortable. It's very easy to revert to your comfort zone of your bad habits and the things that just make you who you are. But it's not going against your true nature to become better and leave those old habits behind. It's just growing as a person, in this case, growing as an angel. To be something better than he was before. I just feel like, yes, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, right? That's what they say. But you don't have to be drinking anymore. So if you are an alcoholic and you are sober for the rest of your life, you are still considered an alcoholic. Sure. But that doesn't mean you're drinking. So, yes, once the devil, always the devil. That is who he is. He is the devil. But that doesn't mean he ever has to do another devilish thing a day in his life. So I, I don't think he's capable of doing devil things once a week. And that's why he's relapsing. That's what I'm saying. We're, you we're, said you said he has to live with these two things together. And I think that that's not the way to do it. I think if he wants to move forward, he, has, he has to kill to part of himself. You think he has to choose one or the other? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we are on the same page with and that. And I actually think I disagree. That- I, I, I'm, I actually disagree, and it's because I think that there is a way to live with both of them. And it's because, uh, as the panel being human, we are clearly anthropomorphizing all of his judgments, but let's not forget the devil isn't just uh, a designation. It is a duty that has been uh, prescribed upon him by God God himself or herself. So the concept to me is let's not forget that the devil actually does have a job and a role to play in the universe, which is much bigger than him or alcoholism or using drugs. This is a nature that was not placed upon him that he chose. And he was uh, by by or he was ordained to follow it. Hey, after buzzers, we wanted to quickly let you know about one of our new sponsors, the podcast Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring siblings Christine and Alex who read the one star reviews they can find on the internet of anything and everything written by real people with not so real problems. From bad reviews of grocery stores in Ohio to strip clubs in Vegas, Alex and Christine read you some of the worst reviews in the most dramatic way possible. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps, and you can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach2Sandy. Check it out. So Roxy's saying that the devil, the alcohol of devilism is he doesn't have to drink ever again. But he'll always be, but he has to be he has to be cognizant cognizant, of it and be a better person. In order to be a better person, he has to never drink again. So I'm, I'm saying that he is somebody who shouldn't drink again but 
could be so a social drinker if he tried to make himself better. And you're saying drink responsibly. And I, I'm actually no, I'm saying that maybe he's supposed to be a drunk. That we forget this is that okay. he is supposed to be the devil. And as much as we, the audience, and we humanity would love to see the humanity within the devil, that is not his purpose. And that his purpose could actually be to be the devil. So, so if that's the case in in this show, would you rather see him on Earth or back in hell? Well, I mean, if it meant the show would be over, I'd love to see no, him we on could, Earth. But the show the could go to hell. Is, we could go to hell. We could. The concept is I feel that we, a part of us, should re- just remember that he is the devil. So when things happen and we're like, oh, no, Lucifer, it's like, mm, he's the devil. He mm. still is the devil. And, and there's a, a parable regarding the scorpion. And, it, and the answer to it is because it is his nature. So whenever we see Lucifer do something that Lucifer does, it might be because it is his nature. Everything else is, is uh, a persona. So him being good for uh, Decker is a persona, which means mask. But the truth of it is he still is the devil. That's just my take on it. Uh, Before we go on to uh, more subjects, I do want to remind everyone at home that we enjoy each and every one of you. And thank you for being, if not as much, even more so a part of this panel than all of us. You are after Buzz. And because of that, we do ask you to do one little thing. Help us all out as a family. Share, subscribe, comment below. We love to hear from you. Your theories are amazing. We love to share. We love the discussions. And more importantly, we love the same TV programs that each and every one of you love. Uh, And if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five-star rating. Boost us up in those comments. Let's open this up to more and more people. Let's get that AfterBuzz community and make it as large as possible. And as always, we thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. You know what's Uh really cool? Go ahead. Sorry. Were you guys about to disagree again? We were about to disagree <laughs> no, again. No, I was about no. to comment on what you just said. No, what's really cool is that we have three or four new ratings on iTunes, but we don't have comments. But I will shout you guys out and read your comments live if you do comment with cool. the rating. That's very cool. What I was going to say was if you are the kind of person who just heard that and was like, okay, great, I'm going to do that later. In the interest of being honest, because this is Lucifer, right, and he is honest, you will not do it later. So just take a second right now. Like if you were like, yeah, I will get to that. Right now is when to get to it. Because I always, anytime I'm listening to my favorite podcast and I think to myself, if I do not do this right now, I'm not going to remember this in a little bit. So just do it right now if you love us. Five stars, thumbs up. Exactly. And don't cancel it the way that Lucifer was canceling those therapy sessions with Dr. Linda. Pick it up the way Netflix picks it up. Exactly. He canceled three therapy sessions yeah you are not in good health if you're canceling your therapy sessions but he feels like he doesn't need therapy mm. wait a second but does he really need linda's therapy because i think we had a conversation last week about how tehran thinks linda's the best there i like oh. linda i like linda this is what linda says this week it can't be easy all these years upholding human law exploring your caring altruistic side with chloe and now being in a committed relationship with eve who expects you to be your old hedonistic devil self at all times? If you don't stop pulling yourself in opposite directions, you will become undone. You and I both agree on that. We just think he should go in opposite directions. We should go in different directions, I, possibly. But I think that, Linda, your therapist shouldn't be somebody who knows thousands of years of material about you. Like She's giving him advice based off of books she's read. And sometimes it's not even the best advice. And again, he's not interpreting it correctly. Like for him to take that and be like, yep, guess I got to go beat some people up. It's like, oh, Linda, Linda, no, no, Linda, no. Linda, Linda, no. listen, Linda, listen, <laughs> Linda, Linda, listen. No, Linda. 
Linda. Linda. No. <laughs> so, so we're saying you're saying Roxy that Linda's advice is horrible. Stephen, yeah. do you agree? I don't disagree with Linda, but I you I disagree with Roxy. <laughs> always disagree with Roxy. I mm-hmm. I disagree in the sense that I believe that there is always a happy medium if somebody wants to fit it in their life. And that's what I think is the case with Lucer. Unfortunately, he's not thinking for himself right now. Even in his mind, he's going to eat. He's like looking at Eve as some spiritual North Star. And he's looking at Chloe as also some spiritual North Star. And he has Linda just muddying the waters of everything. And he's not getting any kind of outside opinion. And unfortunately, I think maybe this season we get him talking to his father for some kind of guidance. I mean, if we're going to go into the whole situation of God, God loves all things, maybe there is still love for Lucifer, and they played on that in season one and two a little bit when he looks up and has a little bit of faith in moments. I don't know why anyone would think that God does not love Lucifer. Yeah, I think there's definitely exactly. love for Lucifer. And I think that's. I think if evil does descend based on this, a conversation with his father is probably the only thing that could probably give him insight into his own mind as opposed to just looking into what other people think he is supposed to be. A couple different comments from the chat right now. I just wanted to give a shout out uh, in the AfterBuzz live chat. Gracian says, I like Linda. Uh, Thank I, you, Gracian. Ivan Soto says, Lucifer isn't pretending someone he's not. He was never inherently evil. So that maybe is a difference of opinion because originally good, but you think that I he's don't not think, evil in it. I don't think in good and evil terms at all, in fact. I just think of duty. So I don't think that Lucifer is specifically evil. It's just the as humans, we perceive those actions as evil. Death is evil. Punishment is evil when we forget it's our choice. Yeah. So carrying and, out and his job. That's kind of what I was talking about when I was talking about Eve all those years ago. I don't think she looked at it that way either. Right and wrong, maybe, but good, evil. I think she just thinks of it more as right now. Fun, not as fun. Yeah, yeah she does not have patience. No. She wants instant gratification. Love her. Yeah, I love her too, can actually. I, I think she's going to be a... a Big, big star. Side note, Rox, where can we buy some of those candy dandy donuts? Like, those donuts looked amazing. The, the uh, druggy ones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Allegedly. Tehran's got them, This right? is actually Allegedly. why we haven't done the after show since last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on the I thought today was Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was so fun. Was it great. was so fun. And we get set up with the, uh, just the donuts. Just a, a very Lucifer thing to do. And Maze had huge storylines in yeah. this one. Maze was a big part. Maze, Maze and Eve link up. Maze was the set up the tone that this is months after last episode. Something that I don't think would have happened on uh, Fox. That was a nice touch. I actually enjoyed the fact that we got that reference. Because she's left, she's come back, and then and also the thing that really helps me is how big is our baby bump? And that's what's been telling me how long these episodes have been going. Which means Chloe's with been Linda. dealing with Lucifer talking about orgies for like straight three months. For three months. And, yeah. Lu- and Maze has been gone hunting. She comes back. There's a toolbox. We find out there's a baby blanket in this toolbox. Mm-hmm. Maze's mama issues are really coming yes. to the forefront here. And her just- what, what do they mean, though? What do, how do you think this interprets what she looks at a baby like? Does she want one of her own because she had that bad relationship with her mom? Does she never want one? Does she just want to be more protective? Does she want to be Auntie Maze? I can't tell what the story is trying to tell us. It, I mean, this kind of feels like Gamora a little bit from Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like she was born into a situation where, like, yes, she had a familial figure, like, Gamora obviously has Thanos, but she has Lilith, who's a 
powerful, powerful demon, one of the first demons, but doesn't necessarily care about her children. It's just like, go out into the world and be a demon. So I think it's weird because just as Amenadiel is kind of learning to accept humans for what they are and learning to accept, like, the the positive parts of humanity, I think Maze is surrounded by things that go completely counter counter to her nature and upbringing now. And she's seeing, like, you know, in hell, maybe... Lilith's pregnant, nobody really cares. It's like, oh, you're going to have another one. Spit it out, let it kill things and grow to what it's going to be. But now Amenadiel's like, I'm going to care for this baby. I'm going to be there for this baby. And maybe that's how angels are, but they haven't had kids either. It's just kind of she's getting exposed to a completely counterintuitive method of upbringing. Tehran, you said in the last of the episode before uh, that Eve is taking on a lot of Lilith's characteristics. Did you feel that way in this episode? I felt that way even more so really? in this episode. Yes, we see she's clearly pushing the Lilith agenda in a way. Uh, and the only thing that do you she think that's to rub and Maze? She, and she brings up Lilith. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Maze at all. In fact, uh, Eve has this really uh, interesting characteristic of being able to make everyone like her because she's so quote unquote pure. Even though we see her do so many uninnocent things, she says that that thing about her. She's got it. She's got it. She's yeah. definitely got it. And they have this night out. The one thing about Maze is Maze is hunting for months and she brings back a baby blanket. I was expecting this baby blanket to be a religious, uh, like some type of religious artifact of some sort or something with powers. Would you have preferred that? I, w- I would have. So At least I would have so far. It, but the fact that she even went that far to hunt to figure out what she wanted to bring the baby. At least it wasn't a knife. It was a baby blanket. I might have preferred a knife. Oh, um, while we're on the topic of Lilith, I just deleted all my notes accidentally, so that's great. Um, but Lilith, when Eve brings her up in terms of Adam, it's, you know, you say angels self-actualize. Yes. But even with, Lil- even with Eve, what if she started taking on some of the character traits of Lilith to try to get Adam to love her more? And that's the way. That's why she is the way she is. That's a very possible, and I would really like that explanation. Actually, she's she's morphing. She actually subconsciously is morphing into Lilith because she felt that that's what Adam wanted. Adam kept bringing up Lilith, mm-hmm. apparently, to her, hmm. which was actually kind of mean, Adam. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Adam's nice. a dick. Compare, yeah. Is Adam's he, is he a... still bitter about that one rib? Come on, let it go. Most people Adam. got a half rack or a full rack. Sheesh. You know who else is kind of a dick? Uh, who? Well, I was going to see if you could figure out who I was talking about and transition us. Dan? No. Uh, She's a a she-dick. She-dick. She-dick, not he-dick. No? Romeo? Yeah! You're you're trying to hunt a baby! You think Romeo's a dick? Yeah! Uh, It's not just the baby. I keep... This is why I have to keep bringing back the celestial vibe. We keep thinking of things in terms of normal humanity. These are godly beings. But and she's in all fact, judgy and stuff. I will say something that Romeo represents, and I don't think a lot of people caught it. Romeo represented the concept of, of segregation when it comes yeah. to races. Mm. And, and it was like white people and black people and mixed babies and being mixed and one group thinking they're better than the other. And, and how that's Romeo. Yeah. Romeo thinks that this shouldn't be happening. On a celestial level, maybe not, but yeah, on but the human level. You're a dick. No, Remy's the Remy's the, the running back from Remember the Titans at the beginning of the movie, and then a mini deal's going to bring her to the being the whole team at the end of the movie. I don't know. No, he had to fight her. Remember the Titans. I'm not into Remy. Really? You're not a Remy fan? No. What about Ramil? 
No, no, no. Even, I'm really into it. Uh, I think that Amenadiel is doing an amazing job in this episode, though. But, like, why did you... Why are you letting her think it's Lucifer's... I mean, this is a... Offspring. Because he knows her because his mindset formed her. That's that's why he doesn't want... He, he needs to, like, let it come slowly because he knows what he was like in her shoes. Yeah. Amenadiel, I mean, Amenadiel fights her and he's like, uh, it's my baby and I'm going to keep this baby. I mean... Yeah, because he's protecting his kid. I mean, yes, he's protecting his kid. <laughs> he's self-actualizing But Remiel's doing exactly what Amenadiel has done for a millennium mm-hmm. and is doing God's will. At least we're assuming it's God's will or at least what God would want. Lame. And I still think that... Uh, Use your own brain, sheep. And Remiel hasn't come around. And I don't know if Romeo will. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, I, uh, him just saying that that's my child didn't work. His little tit, like his tiff, and like, oh, this is what it is. And I mean, that I, didn't work. I like that line though, where she's like, "I thought we were family." It's exactly. Like, this is my son, and it's kind of like, yeah, you're family, but you weren't raised together. Angels were just. We mentioned it two episodes ago. Angels were just snapped into existence altogether. It's like just you start existing and suddenly have people around you. That's not exactly like brotherhood and in the same sense of like raising somebody. So I don't know. Like I feel like Amenadiel wants that connection that he sees everyone in humanity having with each other. Because angels as brethren are such a different dynamic. But he seems to have that with Lucifer finally. Finally after. As in they have a brotherly relationship? I do think so. They do, they've become much closer now than they ever have been before. Mm-hmm. I think Amenadiel sees the possibility of having the first swirl baby in this world. Well, Amenadiel tells Remy the truth and says that that's my baby. Because at, begin, at the beginning, so we meet Remyo, who is a, another angel. And, of course, their sister in the concept of gender as it applies to angels on Earth. And Aminadil allow and Remiel, of course, believes that Lucifer is the one that had the baby. <laughs> like, Lucifer got someone pregnant because Lucifer is a slut. Uh, and Aminadil tells Remy the truth, and they get into that verbal argument, that fight. And, man, I thought it was going to be explosive. Why did you think that? I mean, Just because of everything. Angels, because Remedial, Remiel had a spear when we first met her, so I was like, "Ooh, yeah, she's taking him down." Yeah, but but I mean, but she hasn't agreed to like let it go, and she looks up to Aminadil. If you listen to everything she says, Aminadil is the archetype for who Remiel becomes. Yeah, she's ba- he's like the superior officer that he, that she looks. up she to. She looks basically. up to. She just looks up to, and then brings up, "Oh, so you come to Silver City." And it's almost like Aminadil lied. And that's not who they thought Aminadil was. So He's that changing. Fight, We're yeah. all able to change and Earth changes us all. I can't slow down time. I mean, I won't do that. I want you to experience this. Yeah. Shifty eyes. Exactly. Because he is lying. Um, Bunch of liars. He's bad at it. They are. They are. And, and we, we got two cool pieces of information, though, when she's introduced. What? One of them is that Celestials can sniff out other Celestials. So just because she's the first doesn't mean she's going to be the last to look for this baby. Even more so once the thing is not inside of another human being and is out in the world. So that's going to set off waves. The second thing is this is the first. So a lot of people commented on our video last last week, like, did anyone mention Nephilim? Nephilim's a very common term. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but video games I play mention Nephilim, which is a half-celestial, half-human and oh, so me. Yeah, I, I actually thought that meant me. Oh, 
And I think this episode has shown us that the word and the the exact being of a half-human, half-celestial has never existed before. This is the first time of this ever happening, aside from Jesus Christ, if we're going to go with that. But he wasn't even half. He was just human with powers. Incarnate. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see, because this really sets up season five in a big way, that these can be created, that there can be a bad person who takes advantage of the fact that these can be created. That seems to set up set, uh, uh, episode, like season five, and also the fact that Lucifer is becoming the devil again. Yeah. Lucifer punishes on Earth with, of course, the provocation of Eve. I'm going to kick you out guy, a window. Kick you out the window, but stomp you and, and just squish your windpipe. Yeah, it was gruesome. And and remember, Cain was the first human that Lucifer had actually killed. Exactly. And that was a big deal. And now it looks like it wasn't that big a deal. Lucifer. Well, it it still was at the time, but now. Out for blood. So what do you think is going to happen to him? Because his devil face came out when he killed the first human. Is he going to be more demon or what? How much of a say does he have on that devil face? Right? Like He controls the devil face. Okay. Does he control because the devil he, face? He pulls he it out whenever he wants. He can well, show I know people. he can show people on purpose, but can he hide it when it comes out? Always. Mm. That's where oh, I'm... Oh, I see what you're saying. Can he choose who's seeing it? Like, if three people are in the room, can he make sure... No, because I don't think he can, because no, two I, episodes no, that, ago they had the I think Roxy means as if he's doing something that we would perceive as evil, does his devil face automatically, automatically, automatically pop up, out. and he can't control the fact that he is now full devil. Right. That's I think exactly he controls right. it. I, I think so, too, but that part's a little unclear to me. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's when he, like, officially punishes somebody it comes out. Because I wonder if when he gets that mad, he's unable to hide it. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, let's ask the chat and all, everyone at home. I would love for you to comment below yes or no. Can Lucifer control devil face? Is that a thing? Let's uh, hop into some news and gossip. Maybe that'll clear it up for us. Okay. After Buzz TV News. So this is a pretty awesome piece of news because I feel like this is someone who does not get enough love. Lauren German on the show was named Performer of the Week by TV Line. Wow. So that's Chloe. She was named Performer of the Week for specifically this season, episode two. So we already passed that one. That was somebody who's been reading Dante's Inferno in case you're... Uh, with us right now and you want to remember back because of that epic scene where she's talking to Lucifer and is like why why is this happening why is it to me why can you get hurt when I'm here and not when I'm not and she's crying and all of that but she was actually named performer alongside Michelle Williams who won for Fosse Vernon so I think that Fosse Vernon just shows you, or Michelle Williams just shows you, the caliber people are putting Laura in next to. Uh, she beat out all the actors from Game of Thrones that week. Another honorable mention was somebody from Cloak and Dagger. So some pretty big wigs out there, and they gave this to Lauren. And I think that all season long, by far and away, she has. this has been her best season. We've seen unbelievable chops of hers. I was really excited for her. I don't know if it's her best season. I agree with Lucifer when I think that um, Hot Tub High School is one yeah. of the favorite films. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's what you like that in. performance better. Yeah, that was really good. Seeing her naked, naked in a hot tub. Yeah, but Excellent. shout out to Lauren because TV Line is pretty tough with these ones. And uh, yeah, they gave it to her and Michelle. I That's wouldn't mind being next to Michelle Williams for performer of the week. That's what's up. Good yeah. for her. Good for her and good for us at Lucifer. It's time to play our game. 
Circles of Hell. Da, da, da. How do you win? By not going to hell. Oh. Mm-hmm. Steven. Lots of, lots of sound effects. Circles of Hell. Like oh, guys, it. we are on the sixth circle of hell, which is heresy, hmm. which sentences people who are heretics or heretical to their own truth to flaming tombs. And what do we have a theme in this episode being? Amenadil. Oh. I mean, Amenadiel, obviously, but I was thinking more... You heretic. Uh, Lucifer is, be, is a heretic in the eyes of Eve, and Lucifer is a heretic in the eyes of himself because he views himself in that true nature and whether or not that's he himself or not. So is he a heretic for going against being Satan on Earth, or is he a heretic for going against what he loves doing, being a detective, and kind of falling back towards Satan? But that is a great point with Amenadiel, who is also being a heretic because... Everything that he was raised upon, everything that he taught others to be, he is now betraying. He's a heretic to the teachings that he once was. Which brings me back to, we talk about true nature with Lucifer all the time, but what will Amenadiel's true nature become? Because I see this setting up really interestingly with, and this is kind of going into predictions, I guess, so. Let's play predictions! Yeah. Woo! Good segues, guy. Good segues. You're after Buzz TV predictions. Amenadiel self actualizes. We've basically just proven that that angels can, but he is the personification of it. He's fighting for his child. He can get stronger, and he's become stronger due to it. But what happens when something outside the realms of his strength takes his child away? Can he stay within his moralistic compass, or will we see the true nature of Amenadiel start to? come about because he doesn't either know what his true nature is he thought it was one thing and now he's kind of on board with humans but will he get violent he's already gone against his own race per se i feel like he's figured it out a little more than lucifer has at this point i think that amenadiel is infallible no no, just just more set in his ways and and just a little more sure of himself you don't think amenadiel would kill a human to protect the child. I do, but I think that I would kill a human to protect a child. Sure, but you're not an angel. And that's... You don't know. That's my thing. Actually, you kind of are an angel. Thank you. Um, the thing I've, I, I'm going to have to go with is that, first of all, Romeo is not done chasing Linda. I think that she goes after Linda. I think that her and uh, Maze get into a fight, and then... Amenadiel actually takes a mantle. I I have this like little belief that Amenadiel is behind the prophecy and not Lucifer. That's what it's kind of seeming so wrong, like a son. Bit. I, I just think that Amenadiel takes that place. I, I, I don't know. I, I just you mean that when Amenadiel's true love and him meet up? First love first is, love. is the son, and that is against God's, God's wish, and that that sets up evil on earth because this is setting up to be the Antichrist. Is this child that's being born? That's that there hasn't been a child like this. There hasn't been a celestial created in a millennium. God's the only one that's supposed to create celestials. I mean, there's a lot of things going into it, and and Lucifer is trying to be a better person or a worse person, but that's ordained by God. But Amenadiel's actions are not, and he's actually creating chaos in heaven with his independence and things are great on earth talk. And 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 I don't think Remuel's done. And that she will go after Linda and try to get this baby and that Maze and her will have a great fight scene. That'd be great to see. Like a physical fight scene. What happened to your bathrobe? This is a bathrobe. Is it really? It just has a hoodie. Got it. Yeah. 
more important. That's actually way more important. You know what's more important than that? Where can people find you if you want to be found? Oh, this is grasping onto a thought. But you guys can find me at uh, Stephen Lemieux on Twitter. Uh, You go ahead, Rox. I'm trying to put together. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I have a feeling it's not in your beard. I feel like it is in his beard, and he's wondering and pondering where my robe is. This is a robe. And who am I? I am Tron. Literally, I am Tron all across the board. That's I-A-M-T-H-R-A-N. And, of course, you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz after shows where I'm talking about all of your favorite programs, because guess what? They're my favorite programs, too. Uh, As for right now, Netflix is Lucifer is my favorite program, and we will be talking more Netflix is Lucifer as we're binge-watching it with all of you. Season 4, Episode 7 is up next! You will find the same Netflix Lucifer After Buzz time, same Netflix Lucifer After Buzz channel. Stay tuned! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.